0: Hey there, creatives. I'm really excited to bring this next episode to you. It is all on the topic of time management and mindset around time management, particularly from a more holistic perspective. Um, and so you'll hear a what I think was a really great conversation uh, by The holistic time coach, uh, Becca Rich and I, and she works with uh, owners, business owners, and professionals to help them uh, work less and live more and take back time that they thought they didn't have, um, but they really do. And she drops some really, really great uh, reflective questions to get you thinking about how you could be structuring uh, your days differently, your weeks differently, to be more aligned uh, with your uh, desire of how much you want to work and yet still um, achieve the results and the outcomes that you're looking to achieve. Uh, So without further ado, I hope that you enjoy this episode of season two um, episode 13 of the creative psychotherapist
1: podcast. The creative psychotherapist is the official podcast of the creative clinicians corner, a practice building resource for creative psychotherapists TCP Podcast is the cast for creative, expressive, and experiential-focused psychotherapists curious to learn how to design, build, and scale a thriving private practice. Your host, Raina Lombardi, interviews successful therapists about the tools and strategies they have used to develop creative-focused practices. They also talk about the products, services, and side hustles they have developed using their knowledge and creativity to enhance their therapy practices, make a greater impact in their communities and diversify their income streams. Welcome. Now, here's your host, Raina Lombardi.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Psychotherapist podcast. I'm your host, Raina Lombardi, and I'm super excited to welcome my next guest. Her name is Becca Rich, She is a visionary cutting through the BS of the billion-dollar productivity industry, creating a ripple effect with holistic time management. She helps business owners and professionals heal from the time scarcity and shows them how to team up with time to work less and live more. Who doesn't want to do that? As a trauma-sensitive certified holistic coach with a background in engineering and mindfulness, she knows traditional time management is outdated and harmful. If you've been searching for a different way forward, holistic time management is here to help you create a life of peace at work, at home, and within. Thank you so much for being willing to talk with us today, Becca.
2: Thank you, Reina. And if you can hear any sirens, I'm in Berlin, Germany right now. And there is um, a lot of sirens happening outside today for whatever reason. And I hope everyone's okay. Well,
0: fortunately, Zoom is doing a really great job at like buffering it out. I don't hear
2: anything, but that's awesome. Do you live in Berlin? (laughs) So I'm actually a digital nomad. Fun fact, uh, my husband and I quit our jobs in July of 2020, and we've been traveling since then. So it'll be three years and two months, two, three months.
0: That's incredible. That's so cool. I have um, a childhood best friend that um, she's a consultant and kind of does her own thing. And she too is a digital nomad and can kind of travels all over. Doesn't have a home anymore and um, loves it.
2: Yeah, it's been a beautiful journey. We're headed back to the U.S. next week, actually, for the first time in over a year, and we're gonna be in the U.S. for like six months. So we're like, ah, what is happening? <laughs> That's <laughs> but, exciting. And- grateful to be where I'm at in the world and right now is, is with you on this podcast. So thank you for, for having me today. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm super
0: excited to talk to you because this is a topic I think that comes up a lot, um, especially for folks that are really creative. It's easy to get wrapped up in the excitement of the idea phase of things, right? We have so many great ideas And we kind of maybe want to execute on all of them, sometimes all of them at the same time, which maybe isn't the best approach. Um, And then it can like turn into like a whirlwind of like, what do I do first? How do I like, how do I fit in the time to work on this project while still staying committed to the clients that I already have and really being present and showing up for them and managing what I already have going on, and so I loved um, learning about your philosophy of having a more holistically minded approach to time management, and not diving into, you know, you have to get up at, blah blah, and you have to have like a 25 hour day, and it's crazy making. So. <laughs> I'd love to have you share like what brought you into the world of helping people with time management from this more mindful approach.
2: Yeah. Uh, I always, you know, as a healer, and I think anyone listening to this, like you probably resonate, you got into healing because it's something that you healed within yourself. Right. And so this is very much my own journey. And I think intergenerationally, I always bring it back to, I grew up with a entrepreneur as a dad and a grandpa, like grandpa um, who worked all the time and was always creating new things, always having new ideas, always having things that they wanted to bring to life and bring into the world. And um, it's such a beautiful skill. And the downside was that they had not enough time for their family to rest to take care of themselves and um, a, a you know enough of a way <laughs> if you will uh, and so I followed in their footsteps I became an engineer and burned out almost immediately was in the hospital and that was sort of my rock bottom come to Jesus moment or whatever of like, I need to take better care of myself. And I, that's when yeah. I fell in love with the yoga practice. And I also became a Reiki healer and, uh, you know, just got into anything that I could get my hands on to just get to know who I was and, you know, breathe and slow down and be able to just be in the present moment. And that journey led me to you know using my skills as a very strategic engineer brain um, big thinker and you know bringing everything down to I'm also Virgo so I love detail I love organizing I love all of that um, with everything that I had learned in the spiritual sense and the healing and the present moment sense and um, it's just been a beautiful way to just find balance between the extreme of structure and like rigidity and this like go, go, go energy of, um, of our culture and then slow it down and find a way to make it work for myself. And so became a holistic coach, time management consultant, like all of these different things to piece together what I'm now helping other people with. And also I certify other coaches and service providers in holistic time management as well to help their
0: clients. That's fabulous. I love that. Um, I can definitely relate to your story, um, like family of entrepreneurial people and um, myself, like always having ideas and wanting to execute and create something, right? That's the the beauty of being creative is you're giving birth to a new idea. But also that part of like, okay, I have to I have to turn it off and I have to like, slow it down. Um, my husband is quite the opposite. Like, he's like, oh, I can do nothing and I'm fine. Like, I'll just sit here and do nothing. And I'm like, how can you just sit there? Like, don't you want to read a book? Like, don't you want to do, you know, something what well, I, even my like meditation is hard. <laughs> I need to like, I need to it to be an active meditation um, yeah. in some way. So, How does one approach um, holistic time management? Like, what does that even look like?
2: Yeah. So traditionally speaking, time management is how can I best, you know, best is relative, of course. How can I best or most optimize, like, my time, my day, my week to get the most work done and with the typical promise of, Then I'll be able to relax. Then I'll be able to enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. And that one day rarely comes if you don't make it come, right? You have to actually figure out how to make it come. And it's not going to happen if we're constantly chasing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And um, holistic time management is how can I best spend my time for my body my mind and my spirit today can you
0: repeat that because that's really really powerful that question yeah
2: Yeah. how can I best spend my time today for my body my mind and my my soul or spirit
0: I love that the how how can I how can I do that
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, answering that question is the practice, is the coaching. That's like the central question. And there's an underlying belief there that when I spend my time serving and honoring my body, my mind and my soul, that I will have my needs met and I will be able to follow my desire, my joy, my creativity because that is my body, my mind, and my soul. And I will get the things done that I need to get done. There's a Mm -hmm. trust there, right? Whereas Mm -hmm. traditional time management is like, "Ah, I need to get all the things done. And like, I I, like, I need to control my day and like, you know, schedule every little moment out and like, make sure that I cram all the things in. And, you know, there's a lack of trust Mm -hmm. and there's a lack of intuition and there's a lack of closeness and intimacy with our needs and who we are as a human being, a whole human being.
0: Yeah, I, I resonate so deeply with that. Um, cause this is, these are things that I've been working on in my kind of entrepreneurial journey. And, um, and I adopted like a, a, a mantra where when I, when I start to notice myself to fall back into that pattern, that I say to myself, everything that needs to get done will get done in the time that is necessary, and that just kind of alleviates some of that pressure. That that other part of the anxiety part um, is like speaking of like, oh, you're not going to have enough time, and blah, you have to, you know, carve out this time. You're going to have to work on the weekend, right? Everything that, that needs to get done will get done in the time that, you know, it takes and is needed. And that helps. Like, I have had a plan to send out some marketing emails for, um, and an upcoming training. The training is a, a month from now. And I haven't done that since probably January. And, um, so that's been like on the back of my mind, but I'm like, well, you know, I like really to be okay. Like I only need seven more people to sign up because people have been signing up, even though I haven't been pushing the marketing emails. So I'm like, when my, my brain was like, Hey, you haven't done that. You're not, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, no chill out, chill out. It's going to be okay. Like there's already, you know, 13 people signed up, like, one email will bring in seven more people, you have plenty of time, like, don't stress out.
2: Yeah, you touched on a really important point, which is, you know, when you think about our minds, our minds are often what drives this worry, this, you know, urgency, this pressure, this Um, oftentimes like you know people uh, my clients often think that they're wasting their time or that they should get things done quicker and faster and um, there's like this critical voice that we're all struggling with when it comes to our time and that is something huge one of the biggest things that I work on with my clients is how can we create a compassionate and curious environment within and know that you know things do take time. And there is a gentle way. And we're so used to, you know, motivating ourselves with fear and worry and anxiety. And like, if you don't get this thing done, like, all these horrible things are going to happen to you. And like, you know, we go start catastrophizing, right. And so being able to really take all of this beautiful work that we do in therapy and coaching and You know, self awareness work and healing. And all we have to do is just apply it to our time. And that is often a missing one of the most simple tweaks that a lot of my clients make that make all of the difference for their business, for their relationships, for their health, for their um, just overall well being. It really changes when we work on our mind and our thoughts when it comes to our time.
0: I can, I can see how important that really is because if we start really listening to that, that voice, that's putting all that sense of urgency and pressure, like I can already feel it in my body. I can feel my like chest start to like clench up a little bit, like a tickle in the back of my throat. (laughs) Um, There's like an immediate somatic response. and prolonged over time that just leads to inflammation and combustion and no bueno not not yeah. uh, good stuff is going to happen there so
2: yeah and it's so easy like you know one of the things that I tell basically everybody that that comes to work with me you know time management is something that we should have already figured out that it should have been easy. Like I have the skills, like, why have I not been able to, you know, do this, figure out this time thing yet? Like Mm -hmm. in society, it's, I don't know why, but time management productivity is like this. You read a book and then you magically like heal all of your time management issues and your. A magical productive unicorn and you have no you never have any issues ever again and that's just not the case like mm-hmm. the, our time is our life our time is us like it's the medium for how we go about living and mm. it is so complex and it's beautiful like time is spiritual it's intergenerational it's cultural it's our perception it's it's our relationship to ourselves and everyone else and everything else around us. And like, that's not something that you can just magically get from <laughs> reading a productivity book by some dude saying like, just work harder and like, you know, force all the things you have to do into a rigid schedule. Like it, we have to ditch that. We have to let it go and, and approach time in, in the way that I believe it deserves to be approached, which is with collaboration, with team with love, with compassion, with curiosity, and um, because it's part of us.
0: But I love how you describe that, and I've never heard anybody talk about it in that way. That it really is part of us, and um, and and how we relate and move in the world. Um, and when you say it like that, it gives it, it gives it a different. Like, um, I think it makes it a little bit easier, perhaps, to approach it with a little more compassion. Um, like as I'm like sitting with it and processing it, um, which I think is is helpful and and needed, because then we can say like, it's okay, it is okay for you to take the weekend off, right? I I will say like if if there's anything that I struggle with in terms of like hardcore, like addictive kind of behavior, it definitely falls in the realm of workaholism. Um, yeah. Like Same, Right. same, we're entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> going to college, right? Like go, you're going to college, you're working. Most of the time I worked multiple jobs while I was in college. It was like, I never had really free that like free time, except for when it was like a break. Right. And then be like, okay, like I worked all that time for a real hard, really long time. Now I can have these two weeks. And I think what most of us, I I can't, certainly can't speak for everyone, but for most of us that go into this world of entrepreneurship, what we're really trying to, um, accomplishes to take back some of that freedom, right? Like I want the freedom to decide when I work, how much I work, how much time off I have in a given year. Um, but then we we often will recreate what we already knew. and we put ourselves back on that dreadmill and um, and we're just spinning from like day off to day off. You know, how do we, how do we help ourselves not do that, not repeat that so that we can really create a business that works for us and that we're not beholden to the business, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Um, I have a program called 30 hours or less. And so this is a program. helping entrepreneurs and self-employed people work 30 hours or less a week and the central theme for that that program is finding enoughness Hmm. we have to figure out how much is enough how much money is enough how much clients is enough how much tasks on our to-do list is enough um basically we have to find our enoughness in all of these different aspects Um, of course, it's a lot of internal stuff about how do I feel enough? How do I feel worthy of rest and space and time and freedom? Um, which is an internal healing and also there is a way to apply enoughness to the strat- like to the business, to the strategy, um you know, when is it enough to stop investing in programs that grow and grow and grow and scale and scale and scale. Like when do we get to the point where we feel enough that we can take space where we can work 30 hours a week or less? And my hypothesis, and this is coming with a ton of privilege, but my hypothesis is um, based on these two statistics, which I think are really cool. Um, The average business owner works, around 50 hours a week from this business pulse survey and simultaneously the average business owner spends 22 hours doing things that they consider wasteful scrolling um you know checking email constantly like all of this stuff that we know that we could be doing something much more impactful or important or something that really is meaningful and, and going to move the needle forward. And yet we get stuck in these cycles of doing things that, um, for a and numer- like numerous reasons, doing things that make us feel good in the moment or make us not have to, um, get ourselves out there and be visible. like there's so many reasons, and I don't necessarily need to go into that, but um, if we were able to figure out a way to reclaim those 22 hours, we're sitting at 30. Like it's already there. We're already doing 30 hours of work a week, focused, good work, solid work. And we if we could just get rid of that 22 hours and spend that time enjoying our lives, going outside, reading a book, hanging out with our loved ones and doing so without feeling guilty, like, and still scrolling, still watching Netflix, still doing whatever you want, but not having that, like, I have to sit here and work and avoid my real creative work that I really want to be doing. Like, how do we change that around? So that's sort of the hypothesis. And I think that we're already at 30 hours a week. We're just spending over 20 to 20 hours a week doing work that we don't really want to you know we don't need to be doing we don't need to be sitting at our computers doing things that um checking our email or being on our phone
0: (laughs) yeah that that's it's true right like it's so the phones make it so easy and there's that immediate reward mechanism that's dialed in there really well honed to keep us tethered to them Um, Sometimes people get mad at me because I don't like immediately return phone calls and stuff. If you call me on my cell phone, it might take me um, a few days before I realize there's a voicemail there because it's almost always on do not disturb unless I have scheduled a phone call. Um, Otherwise, like I, I, I just always have my phone on do not disturb because when I'm doing client facing work, I do not want any kind of bells, whistles, buzzers, anything going off to alert me that um, that needs my attention. Cause I don't want my attention to be pulled away from the people who are paying for my attention. And, um, and then I just forget. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like the day is done and I forget. And then it's not until a couple of days later that I go, Oh, I haven't, check my voice messages and i also don't have any of the notifications on any kind of social media and stuff like that too for the same reason uh because it would be i already struggle with
2: it it would be way
0: worse if i didn't use those tools
2: yeah yeah no and kudos to you i think that's that's beautiful um and to to add to this like if for more solutions more ideas Um, During the pandemic my husband and I we traded like phones essentially like we put the 45 minute time limit on all of our social media apps and we traded the password so he knew the password for my phone and I knew the password for his so we couldn't like just say ignore the time limit. And that was like brilliant. I loved that idea. So if you have a roommate or partner or someone like that, you could do that with that would that's always like a fun idea that I always tell people. Um, and yeah, like I do my very best to just leave the house without my phone, which is like so weird for people. Like I've gone to restaurants where you have to put in your phone number to get a reservation. And I'm like, I don't have a phone. And like they look at me and they're like, what? yeah. Yeah. Just leave the house as much as possible without your phone. <laughs> like, that's my tip
0: always. <laughs> I find like when I go on vacation, like the first day, I still feel a little bit connected because I'm negotiating all of the like, where am I going? Am I getting there, getting checked in it? But then once I'm like at my destination, I'm like, I don't want, I don't, I don't care that I don't have um, Wi-Fi service. Like I'm not gonna attach any of that. I'll just use it as a camera, and yep. not. I I don't want to be tethered to it. It it like feels so much better to move throughout the day without that device. It that feels like you're you can feel the time. You can feel the time that you gain back in those yep. moments yeah. when you don't have it with you.
2: Yeah. And this is a really great example. You know, we got granular around a phone because a phone is something that often many people talk about being the thing that, you know, they consider wasteful, that they don't want to be on, and yet they still find themselves on. But essentially, going back to, like, this question of of holistic time management is how can I spend my time serving my mind, my body, and my soul? And, like, all three of those things are served when I leave my phone at home or when I don't scroll and compare myself and get all anxious and sad that my life isn't more amazing than it already is. So um, yeah, like there's the, the amount of like, you know, we're creative people, we're entrepreneurs and the brilliance that comes forward from my clients when we talk through like, you know, certain situations and certain things that you know, are preventing them from being able to bring their ideas into the world and spend their time on the things that really truly matter to them. Solving anything that is preventing them from doing that is really just answering that question of how can I best serve my mind, my body and my soul today or this week or this month. And it's it's a really beautiful question. It always no. goes back to that.
0: No, it's super powerful it's really, really powerful. I'm going to write, I have a whiteboard, um, at my, like behind my desk. And I always write things up there that I like want to really remember. Um, like I have a statement up there, resistance to work is my desire to play. Um, and (laughs) cause that's like a reminder that i need cuz it it ties into what we're talking about but i'm going to put that question up there too when we're done i'm, I'm going to put that mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. it's such a good question and and i think it really does tie back into the whole like the why we go out into business for ourselves yes i think there's a tie in of like well i want to serve you know, the clients that I want to serve in the way that I want to serve them, that is important, but even more so it's about us. Um, it's about fulfilling something within us. Otherwise, why would you take on that risk? Why would you take on that responsibility? It's a tremendous responsibility, um, to have your own business where you're serving other humans.
2: Yeah, it is. And it's a, it's a beautiful one. And Um, you know if this question there's so much that goes into it as well like there's so much what I mentioned earlier like cultural and we talked about this um, how easy it is to to, like fall into this urgency or the, the worry mind the inner critic and like there's so much that goes into answering that question truthfully and from a place of like Honesty. The honesty part is the scary part, right? There's shadow work when it comes to time because we don't want to actually think about how we're spending our time a, a lot. Like we don't, mm-hmm. we can really underestimate how long things take, and um, we feel bad for saying no to things. Like there's so much that goes into answering this question and navigating it um, with the the knowledge that it's so much bigger than us. It's not just us. It's not just our fault. There's like identity, privilege, society, like all of these Mm -hmm. things that go into how we're able to spend our time. Um, And I really wanted to make sure that I said that, like if you um, are experiencing any of that shame or like, you know, guilt or some weird icky feelings around not having figured this out yet or not, um, being able to easily answer that question of how can I spend my time serving my mind, my body, and soul, there's a lot that goes into it that, that can be addressed and, and healed and worked through.
0: Yeah, it all goes back to our environmental conditioning. I love the research that's coming out um, more about how much our environment plays in our everything from our genes to behavior, everything. And where I feel like growing up in school, it was like it's, you know, 50-50, nature nurture. And now it's almost seeming like, no, I think that there's more nurture than 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 nature. And uh that's really powerful in helping people to understand, you know, if what you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, um is habitual in nature, then there's probably a really strong likelihood that there's some environmental conditioning playing a role. And and so since we know that, then we know we can change that. And um, what are some of the mindset like uh, pitfalls that you find clients like stumbling in and going like, crap, I'm here again. How did that happen?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest ones is, uh, time scarcity. Like I never have enough time. It's this constant inner dialogue of, I never, like, I never get enough done. I never, um, have enough time. Time goes by so fast. I can't believe it's already April 21st. Like whatever, like it's, it's cultural. This is where a lot of the cultural stuff comes in. Right. Time flies like, um, I'm so busy. It's like a badge of honor. Like a lot of these sayings we just say to one another because we're just so used to it. And we don't realize that we're creating that inner dialogue of that reinforcement of like hustle or hurry or urgency. And that is activating, like you mentioned, for our nervous systems. And that really prevents us from being able to be present and uh, with ourselves and with the people that we're with or with the work that we're doing the creative project the um ideas being able to like channel ideas we have to be present we have to be open we have to you know some of the best work is done in the shower and that's because we're not doing anything right some of the best work is when we're driving or doing dishes or what like there's a reason and that's Mm -hmm. like proof to, to do more like of, of not trying to force yourself to sit down and, and like work.
0: <laughs> Log it out. Yeah. yeah. They need that slow down time.
2: Yeah. So I think that's one of the most common ones like that. I definitely hear in session is this subconscious dialogue or thought process around time that reinforces time scarcity, never enough time, never, 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 never blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the other one is going to take generations to heal, quite honestly. Like it's, it's not something that we're going to be able to heal in the society that we live in, like wholeheartedly. And, but I, you know, what I call is internalized capitalism or toxic productivity of, you know, this never enough, always chasing, can't rest, don't deserve to rest. Um, and a lot of that comes out subconsciously. Oh, like yeah. a lot of it, it's it's never usually like you are telling ourselves that we can't rest. We just continue to find ourselves waking up in the morning and opening our phones and checking our emails. Or we, um, what's another one that a lot of my clients or myself do? Um, this, I think like one of the most common ones that I hear that kind of go hand in hand with this internalized capitalism is like I can't seem to like stop putting so much on my to-do list right <laughs> like this need to just like write to-do lists that are like 10 million bullets long with like sub to-do lists and baby other sub to-do lists and like it's just this I can never get enough done like mm-hmm. My brain is telling me that once I get this all done, I will be able to enjoy myself and rest and relax. Um, and again, that doesn't ever happen or <laughs> rarely happens.
0: So how how do you help people stay accountable? Like how do you help them to to stay accountable to themselves when they figure out and they answer that question? How do they really intentionally want to spend their time Um, but that still allows them to, you know, accomplish their business goals. How do you help them stay accountable to that? Whether it's like staying accountable to doing the things that they're um, procrastinating on in their business, and that's contributing to that 22 hours that you were talking about, Um, or whether it's saying, okay, today I said I was going to do this for two hours. That project's not done. Oh, well. I'm closing the laptop and now I'm going to go take myself on a walk at the park or the beach or mountains, whatever. Um, How do you help them kind of start to um, re-pattern their habits?
2: Yeah, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite tools for this is, is Google Calendar. And we're all using it to some extent. But a lot of people are using it um, as a tool to like continue to like reinforce this never get enough done, um, cram, optimize, traditional time management stuff there and helping people one, create a schedule that honors their mind and body and spirit. Most of the time people still, even when they know it. They'll go and like try and create a schedule where they're waking up at 5 a.m. every day and, you know, time blocking from the moment they wake up to the moment that they want to go to sleep. And then that it, it's not reality. It's not even close to like they are really waking up at like 7 or 730 or, you know, whatever time there there's no connection to what's really happening. And so being able to really look at like with honesty and compassion of like what is happening in your day-to-day life already and how can we look at how you operate best. Like I have an exercise that I help um, my clients look at their mind, their body, their spirit and how when, you know, what's the truth about their bodies what's the truth about their minds and how they can best serve all of these different pieces of them um and creating a schedule that honors all of that honors their reality honors the different parts of them and that is like a huge way that most people like aren't approaching their schedule with intentionality and when that shifts and when they start to see like, oh, I'm actually basically already following this and I don't need to force myself to wake up at 5am or like, you know, push myself or do all of these things that don't feel good. Um, they start to build momentum and motivation and they feel really good about themselves. And that's a place where we can then create some movement Mm -hmm. or more, um, I call it effectiveness. I don't really vibe with the word efficient, but like what is, how can we be effective In on our own terms? What does effectiveness on your terms look like? For me, it looks like having music on and having a tea next to me and being able to like, you know, just cruise through writing things without overthinking and without, um, going back and like editing a bajillion times and spending two hours on like, you know, one email, that's what effectiveness looks like for me. And so how can I best set myself up for being effective with the the times that I am working? Um, And all, yeah, all of that comes together. And I don't, there's less of a conversation about like holding myself accountable versus how can I set myself up for success and in a way that looks and feels really good to myself and then it becomes less of a question of like hold myself accountable Mm -hmm. more so than like how can I just live true to my mind and my body and my creativity and my passion
0: I like that the total reframe yeah clearly I need to do more work because (laughs) I'm I'm thinking like, how can I hold myself accountable? Right. And but but I do function I function a lot better when I am when I am paying more attention to, okay, is this how I really want to spend my time? Is this what I really want to spend my time doing? And I mean I guess we're all works in progress to a greater or lesser degree, right? Like I feel like I'm in a significant better significantly better place at that at this junction than when I was, where I was at like five years ago. Um, And like you were Mm. saying, like having a team, having a team to help you, that's a huge mindset shift too, of like, from the place of like, well, I have to do it all myself because I'm the only one that's going to do it the quote unquote right way. (laughs) um to like being able to say like you know what that's the right way for me that may not be the right way for the other person as long as it gets completed they can go about it in their way um because that's what's going to help move the needle forward and take that take those responsibilities off my plate to give me that time to go for a walk on the beach, hang out, cook dinner, whatever, um, that I might not normally have the time to do.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. So, um, again, like, caveating this with, like, I, when I was an engineer, I was saving up basically the entire time to leave and travel. Um, I just left and traveled during the pandemic, So I started my business with the money that I thought I would be traveling the world with. Um, However, I've since starting my business, I've only had one assistant during a season of my business. Never had anyone else, um, maybe a contractor or two for like a a project. Um, But I've worked three days a week. I only see clients three days a week since starting my business that was a promise to myself I said I know I can get trapped up in this workaholism and this having to prove myself and this urgency and worry and never enoughness and that's been the lifelong practice and you know depending on circumstances and resources and things like I I believe that a lot of a lot more of us can be working a lot less and enjoying Mm -hmm. our lives a lot more. And what we forget is like when we prioritize ourselves and our joy and living aliveness, like it's only going to, it's like the best profitable strategy. It's the best business strategy. It's the best being strategy in this world it's like the number one most important thing that any one of us can do ever and yet it is so hard for us to do it Mm -hmm. and um because we think in the short term right we think we think it's not going to make us money it's not gonna, you know we think working less is whatever bad things are going to happen to us and there is of course a trust there that that happens but that's it's the best strategy
0: (laughs) the best strategy is to let go of some of those old patterns and give in to what your heart and soul is really calling for and telling you to do Um, it's really what I'm hearing you say like if you follow your your heart and your soul Um, that inner wisdom that's telling you, this is, this is what it is. You get to create that or you don't create that, (laughs) but it's up to you. So if you just let go and allow it to happen, structure it, like you're saying, structure it for success, that all the good stuff starts to happen. And it it's not a worry anymore or maybe it is I don't know
2: hey I'm I have PTSD I have anxiety my worry is always there but I'm doing my best to do you know everything that I can to support myself and create a nourishing environment to be an entrepreneur and do this work and I think you know like you said that's why we go into business is, ultimately to serve ourselves and to create the life that we want. Um, And it's, it's our job to make that happen. Mm.
0: Gosh, that's really hitting me hard too. Like it's our job to make that happen as the CEO of our business. It's our job to have our business serve us in a way that creates the life that we want to live and not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's a way to make it happen today. You don't have to wait.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. (laughs) So Becca, for folks that are interested in learning more about how you work with people, how you help people with this and, um, the class that you had mentioned the 30 hours or less, where, where can they find more information about you?
2: Yeah. Go in our best friend Googles. (laughs) Go on Google and search the Holistic Time Coach. And that's my website, the or I'm on Instagram as the Holistic Time Coach as well.
0: Okay. And I understand you had a little giveaway for listeners if they're interested. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, about what that is?
2: Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, <laughs> it's eight self-reflection questions so as a coach questions are my superpower <laughs> powerful questions are amazing and they help you find out your beautiful solutions without like you know needing someone else. like usually with time management it's like here's my system I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do to like live your best life or whatever. And it doesn't work for most people. Like we try it on for five seconds. So this freebie is eight self-reflection questions that will help you find your own powerful, authentic solutions to help you spend your time serving your mind, your body, and your soul.
0: Mm, I love it. And, um, you can find that at www.theholistictimecoach.com forward slash work hyphen less. So I'll put that in the show notes too. So, um, you can just click on it there, but, uh, thank you so much for talking with me today, talking about this topic. I think it's a really important topic, not just for, um, my listeners, uh, therapists who are creating their own practices or running their own practices, but for all of us, you know, like even people that are working for corporations, right? Like you hear these stories about like people sleeping in their offices and stuff. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Um, So we, we definitely need your, your services. So thank you for coming on and talking about what you do.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. And I love talking about all these things. So if you're listening and you're like, I want to talk to Becca or I have questions, feel free to send me a DM. I'm always happy to, to hang out and chat.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I hope you and your husband have a safe journey back to the U S and enjoy your time. Uh, stateside.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the creative psychotherapist podcast. I really loved this conversation with Becca. I think what she's doing, uh, the work that she's doing is so important. Um, it's so easy for us to get caught up in that. Like, I have to do more. I have to work more. I have to work harder. Kind of mentality. And um, when what we really want is to create a business that serves us. And I love how she talked about, you know, cultivating motivation through our own compassion and curiosity, uh, really pulling in those mindfulness-based practices there. And then her idea of finding enoughness in the actions that you are taking in your business I thought that was a really um, interesting reflective exercise to engage in to really kind of find out like what is enough for me what what do I need uh, to find that place um, and then the other thing that I really loved really loved was the question of you know how can I uh, be um, more intentional in how I spend my time so that it's, you know, aligning with what my body, mind, and spirit needs. I felt like that question in and of itself is just so powerful. And I know, um, I said in the episode, I was going to write it up on my whiteboard and I am, and I'm, I'm going to do some of my own reflective journaling um, around this and probably make some artwork too. I think that it is such an important question because time is something that, um, you know, we, we can't go back. We can't live in it in the future. It's only in the present. And so we have to be really thoughtful about how to how to work in ways that um, allow us the maximum amount of time that we need to take care of ourselves and and enjoy our lives. Um, and by doing so, I always believe that we become a model for those around us that we're supporting and helping and encouraging. Um, so that they can live their best most fulfilled lives as well so i hope you enjoyed this conversation and found some powerful takeaways to apply in your own practice i know i did um so if you enjoyed this show uh please do uh rate subscribe give us feedback we'd love to hear from you and uh, if you feel inclined, share it with somebody else you think that the episode could really be helpful to. Um, I'm grateful for your support and your continued listenership. And uh, I hope you have a really creative week. Talk to you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Creative Psychotherapist. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For show notes, downloads, and additional resources, head over to the website at www.creativeclinicianscorner.com.